you got a problem with a copy, if you keep a record, you keeping an ace in a hole that when the argument start, you know how to shut him down, her down, because you're going to bring up that thing they did you, and, and you're doing it to hurt them. You're not being like Shem and Japheth who covered Noah. You're being like Ham that exposed them. And you're trying to bring that child of God who's been forgiven, who God done took that sin and threw it in the sea of forgetfulness. You're taking that child of God who God himself done took that sin and cast it from them as far as the east is from the west. And you bring in that child of God when God himself will bring them there. You bring in that child of God back to that mess. Back to that mess. And say, you remember when you did me this? That ain't love. That's a weapon. That's harmful. That's painful. That's worse than spitting in their face or hitting them. Because you're bringing them back to their vomit. You're bringing them back to their shame. And any true child of God don't ever want to go back to the place where they did their God wrong. Stop bringing that up, because that ain't love. Don't bring up my band-aids. Don't bring up my lapses in my walk. Don't act like you ain't never had a bad day and you don't have no lapse and you ain't never. But love don't keep a legend. All right. And so the Bible says this. It says in John 15, it says, this is my commandment, that ye love one another, as I have loved you. Greater love had no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. And so, Father, we pray a blessing over this word and this whole service. As we move through, just let your anointing fall in a special way, God. We pray over these couple of weeks, maybe a few weeks, that you would transform our hearts into your heart, that we can love one another as you commanded us to, but that we would love one another as you love us, O King. And so bless us, O God. And we pray you bind the enemy out in every manifestation and loose your spirit and your anointing in. And Father, right now I feel led to stand in agreement with ministers' filled prayer, Father God, for the, the hundredfold blessing on all the tithes, the offerings, and the people that gave. For you say, Lord God, where two or more agree, it shall be done. And so I just want to stamp my prayer of agreement, God, that you would overflow, Lord God, all the givers and the contributors, God, to this church. Take it to another level, God. Do it immediately. Let them see it this week, God. A hundredfold, thousandfold return upon everything they've done, Father God, in a major supernatural way. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, brothers. Israel, hallelujah. Lincoln, Josh, great job as always. Amen. Appreciate y'all. That worship was amazing. Amen. I love the way they intertwine in songs. It's more like a melody now. They cutting up. That thing is good. Amen. And so, y'all, last time we were here, we finished up the sermon series entitled The Prince. And um, this morning, we're going to start a new topic. Amen. And we're going to talk about love this morning. Somebody say love. love. Hallelujah. And the text uh, that we're studying in John 15 is located right after Jesus talks about himself being the true vine, all right? And it's right after he tells us that we are his branches. And so Jesus, amen, being the true vine and us being the branches, he wants us to bear fruit, 
all right? And the particular fruit that Jesus is most, amen, uh, concerned with is us bearing this fruit of love, okay? And so it's no coincidence or happenstance that this scripture on love is right after him describing us as branches connected to him that's supposed to bear fruit. And so we are to love one another, Jesus says in this text. And so we're going to be covering this in like two points or two sermons rather. We'll talk about number one, love expounded. And number two, love, love's commandment. All right. And so that's kind of our roadmap. And, and if the y'all adds anything, amen, we'll just kind of flow with the spirit. But that's the roadmap map thus far. And so this morning we're going to talk about love expounded. Somebody say love, love. expounded. And verse 12, it says, this is my commandment, that ye love one another as I've loved you. So before we can get to the command and explaining what the command of love is, we got to define love and expound upon it so that we can understand it. And so, hallelujah, the word love here is agape in the Greek. Say that with me, agape. That's right. That's right. And so uh, uh, the Greek, unlike the English, uh, has it's got many words to describe uh, one word. We just say love. But the Greek goes deeper because there's different kinds of love. All right. And so the Greek not only uh, uh, shows it, it shows love, but it breaks down what love you're talking about. OK. Uh, uh, Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King did a great job in expounding on love. Um, in the book, A Testament of Hope, which is a collection of his writings and speeches, uh, Dr. King wrote an article in 1958 called An Experiment in Love, An Experiment in Love, all right? And that's in chapter three, uh, chapter three and four of the book. He talks about uh, the different kinds of love. And so Dr. King talks about three different kinds of love, and there's more, but he talks about three. There's eros, phileo, and agape. Eros, phileo, and agape. Eros is an attractive kind of love. It's when you look at something and you like the way it look. All right? Like the first time I saw First Lady. You, you, it's, it's, an, it's an attractive, and, and every morning as well. Amen? It's an, it's, a, it's an attractive kind of love. Sergio, you know what I'm talking about. Amen? Hallelujah. He got Anna sitting on the side. He know what I'm talking about. It's an attractive kind of love. Is when you look at something and you appreciate the beauty of it, all right? Really, eros is kind of how love starts, all right? Because you attracted to them first and you want to get to know them, amen? But listen, this ain't a singles ministry. This is Sunday, Sunday sermon, amen? So, so, so eros is an attractive kind of love. It's based on the beauty of an object. Phileo is that next level of love, all right, which is based on relationship. It's based on friendship. Uh, 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 family, brother-sister relationship, huh? Uh, uh, it's just based on some type of relationship. We have uh, 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 some type of, of an agreement, some type of family bond, some type of a church bond, huh? Phileo. And it's normally called brotherly love. It's a brotherly type of love, which is based on relationship, but also on reciprocal kindness, all right? All right. So eros is based on beauty. You got to be beautiful. You got to be handsome. We like the way you look. So we eros you. 
Phileo has got to be based on relationship. I got to have some kind of relationship with you for me to love you. All right. Or you got to be kind to me. You got to be good to me. And if you're good to me, then I'm going to be good back to you. So it's, it's based on a reciprocal goodness. And phileo is a good type of love, but it ain't the best type of love. All right. Because the moment I stop being good to you, you stop loving me. Woo, my God. You understand what I'm saying? The moment I stop doing for you what I did, then you stop loving me. All right. And while we name this church Philadelphia, which is brotherly love. Huh? And God wants us to be in relationship and he wants us to be reciprocally, reciprocally, reciprocally kind to one another. Tongue twister. But God wants his church huh, to go up another notch in the element of love. All right. Not just Eros, not just Phileo, which is based upon what we do for one another. But God wants us to get to that place where we agape one another. All right. Anybody hear me up in here? Because a lot of the things that you describe as love is just really Eros and Phileo. And a lot of the ways that you love people, actually, is just eros and phileo. It's based upon what they do. And if they don't fulfill that, then you're done with them. All right? You ain't got that agape kind of love yet. All right? All right? Let's expound upon it. Let's expound upon it. Agape love, the love we are talking about today, is an unconditional love. It's not based on the way you look because looks change. And you might be okay with a relationship that starts off with eros. Huh, brother Sam? How you talk about Miss Leola, huh? All right. All right. All right. But the Bible tells us that, that looks, especially beauty and being handsome, that stuff is fleeting. We're not going to look the way that we always look, y'all. Anybody hear me up in here? We might diet, but the grays come. Huh? We might comb it, but it stopped growing one day. All right? Our little suave walk turn into a limp sometimes. You understand what I'm saying? We lose that spring in our step. Come on, John. Talk to me, baby. We're not fast no more. We can't jump as high no more. And, and the things you used to love about that man, love about that woman, Oh, first lady preach to me things change so so don't just eros me don't just eros me don't just love me for the way that I look that's what we need to tell one another all right because looks change will you still love me huh when I'm in my 70s and when I'm in my 80s and when I'm in my 90s because that's when it's really love anybody hear me up in here when my hand can't stay still. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when I'm telling the same story four or five times a week. Huh? My God, when I can't remember my own name, will you still love me? Because real love will love you when you're 17 and when you're 70. Anybody hear me up in here? That's real love. Come on, Brother Bruce. Huh? 
You know what I'm saying? That's real love. That's agape. It's not conditioned on looks. And neither is it conditioned on how I treat you. Because real love understands that we all got our good days and our bad days. And real love understands that sometimes what I did for you yesterday, I'm not going to be able to do every day. You see, circumstances and people change, but agape don't change. It's consistent. It's consistent because it's unconditional. Meaning that there is not a condition that needs to be fulfilled for me to love you. My love for you don't spring from you. It springs from God. Hey, God. <laughs> you didn't have to do anything for me to love you. And you don't have to do anything for me to keep loving you. That's what agape love is. Dr. King further describes this agape love. He says, agape love is not a sentimental emotion. All right? It's not a feeling. All right? Because a lot of the times we take love and we say, oh, I love him. I love her. No, 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 no. You just feel some kind of way. You just got warm when you saw me. <laughs> that ain't love. <laughs> you see? But love is not a feeling. Love is an action. It's a verb. It's not something that I say, it's something that I do. Mm. It's a verb. All right? It's not a, and it's not a sentimental emotion. It's not based on the beauty of the object, nor is it based on the relationship. You ain't got to be my brother. You ain't got to be my sister. You don't have to come to my church. All right? It's not based on relationship, and it's not based on reciprocal kindness. You see, Dr. King says that agape love is an overflowing love, which is purely spontaneous. It, it, it comes out of nothing. Comes out of nothing. When you run into agape, you will often ask yourself, why you do what you do for me? Why? You can't really understand when you meet agape because you're like, wait, everybody else doesn't love me because I was giving them something. Everybody else was loving me when I was at my best. But agape loves for nothing. Ooh. Ooh. Dr. King says it's a, it's a disinterested love. Because it's not interested in what you're doing or what you have. You see what I'm saying? He says, hallelujah, it's unmotivated. It don't need a reason. It's groundless and it's creative. Agape looks for ways to bless you and is creative with it. It looks for ways, it creates ways to bless you. Huh? It is not set in motion by any quality or function of its object. It is the love of God that operates in the human heart. Somebody give God some praise up in here. We're talking about love, man, and I'm, I'm here to tell you 
that a lot of the things we call love, it ain't love. It ain't love. It ain't love. Because it's all conditional. You see? It's all conditional. Next, we're going to look at Paul's definition of love. We looked at our modern prophet's definition and, and Dr. King. Now we're going to look at, hallelujah, the Apostle Paul's definition of love in 1 Corinthians because it is absolutely amazing. Poetic in every way, amen, and, and anointed and prophetic. And to understand uh, uh, Paul's definition of love, you got to understand what was going on in the church of Corinth. Anybody hear me up in here? Y'all mind studying with me for a little bit? Because as we talk about it, we're going to talk about the importance of agape running through the congregation of a church. You see? Let's expound upon agape for a second. You see, Corinth was a big church. It was an awesome church. huh? Uh, they had all the gifts in it. All the gifts. All right? In 1 Corinthians 1 and 7, in the NLT, uh, it says, Now you have every spiritual gift. You need as you eagerly wait for the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Corinth had every gift. There's a lot of people that get caught up on the giftings of the church. They uh, unevenly value the gifts in the church. Well, Corinth had all the gifts, but Corinth had a lot of something else going on, too. You see, the gifts don't fix the church. <laughs> and the gifts don't determine how good a church is. It's the love that's in the church that determines it. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. He says, you have every gift, Corinth. Huh? But Paul would later say, though they had every gift, they were still immature, fleshly, and worldly. How you have every spiritual gift, but you're still worldly? How you have every spiritual gift, but you're still carnal? How you have every spiritual gift, huh? You operating in it all, but you're still a baby. You know why? Because when we born again, we born with gifts. But we're not born with fruit. Anybody hear me up in here? Gifts are spontaneously given by God. Fruit is developed. A baby Christian going to be able to exercise their gifts, but a baby Christian ain't going to be able to love and have peace and have joy and have the mature fruit of the spirit. That is developed and not just given. Anybody hear me up in here? So in the church, we see a gift and we say they mature. But those of us that's leaders in the church see a gift and say you ain't there yet. Because you don't have the fruit. You see, the priests in the Old Testament just didn't have the bells around their garment. They had the pomegranate and the bells. The bells represent the gifts. The pomegranate represent the fruit. In order for you to lead in the house of God, you can't just be bells and whistles. You got to have bells and pomegranates. You got to have the fruit and the gift. Anybody hear me up in here? All right. Corinth just had the bells. They just had the gifts. But they were still babies. Look at 1 Corinthians 3 and 1 and you'll see that. 
he tells us here, he says, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. I can't get deep with y'all, Paul said. He said, but I can only talk with y'all as unto carnal. You're fleshly. You got a lot of gifts, but your daily walk, most of the time, you're in the flesh. He said, even unto babes, he said, you, you, you sound like you're grown because you could teach, you could preach. But when we watch the way you live and how you treat other people, you're just a baby. If we had to open up your private life and see what you're watching on the Internet, what you're watching on the TV, if we're watching how you treat your wife and how you treat your kids, and we're watching how you treat other people, there's no fruit of the Holy Ghost. So you might look like a bishop, huh? But the way you act, you act like a baby. Anybody hear me up in here? Come on, let me pass to you for a second. He said, bro, I can't speak to you like you're deep. You're fleshly. You're just a baby in Christ. That's why Paul said in verse 2, when I come, I fed you with milk. I had to give you the noonie. I had to put a bottle in your mouth because the deep apostolic spiritual things I want to give you, you ain't ready for it. You ain't ready for it. I can't tell you all that's in my heart, Paul said. I set you back 10 years if I told you with the most high and revealed to me, Paul is saying. Because you a baby, you can't chew what I can give you. I got to put the noonie in your mouth. Oh, what we do to them babes, we what, chew it first? First lady was good at that, bro. Yeah, Grace, you did it and you loved it, Grace. You'd be looking at mama, look, you know, you'd always be smiling. And at least to take it right out your hand. You give me that, I'll take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, I had to feed you like a baby with milk and not with meat because you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able to bear it. For you are yet carnal. I know y'all carnal, carnal, Paul said. Because among you is envying. You got envy. Y'all jealous of one another. You still looking at what one another have. And it's affecting the way you move. How you going to be grown? I don't care if you speak in tongues. I don't care if you prophesy. I don't care if you do all that. You still a baby. Because envy is still ruling your life. Jealousy is still ruling your life. He said, for that what? Because there's envy among you. Strife. Y'all got beef. Y'all come up in here, can't wave at each other. Come up in here, can't talk to each other. I'm just preaching. I ain't talking about y'all unless it is y'all, but listen. I'm just preaching the text. If the shoe fit, wait. I'm just preaching the text, though. Because you come up in here, Paul's saying, and y'all got beef with one another. Y'all beefing like on the street, like in high school. How you mature in Christ? How you mature when you got art against your brother and your sister in your heart? You ain't mature, you're a baby, because that's how babies act. That's how high schoolers act. That's not how the leaders of the church act. Anybody hear me up in here? All right? He said envy and strife. Then he said divisions. Because the church was split. Paul said he up in there saying, I'm a Paul. I'm on Paul's side. I'm on Apollo's side. They split. Everybody got their team. Mm. 
And I'm not talking about NFL either. I'm talking about everybody got their team in church. I'm with, I'm with pastor. I'm with minister. I'm with the deacon. I'm with this. Negro, you with the babies. Because at the end of the day, who we with? We with Christ. We with God. Who in the world are you talking about? It's one team. It's one family. It's one God, one Savior, one mediator, one cross, one blood, one gospel. It's one people. Who the people? That's what I'm trying to say up in here. All that division stuff, who you with? You're a baby. For where there's envy and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? You ain't walking in the spirit yet. You ain't heavenly yet. But you got all the gifts. You lack behind in none of the gifts. There's something better than the gifts. Corinth was so bad they doubted Paul's apostleship. The one that Jesus knocked off Paul's. Showed himself, huh? As brighter than the noonday sun. Call that man personally. By name. Why persecutest thou me? Change his life on the spot. Jesus himself did the work. On his way to persecute. On his way to kill. Stopped by Jesus himself. <laughs> God damn, I'd preach all the other preachers. Huh? That Paul. But they doubted that Paul. And they doubted his giftings and his apostleship. And so in 1 Corinthians 3.14, Paul talks to the church. He said, listen, you're not only babies, but, but I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you, Paul said. For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, you got a lot of teachers, yet have ye not many fathers? For in Christ, I have begotten you through the gospel, Paul says. Yeah, they got a lot of people teaching you. Huh? Paul said, but I watch you come out. Paul said, I gave birth to you. I'm the one dropped the gospel to you. Paul said, before you met me, you were living ratchet. And how you going to doubt the gift in me, Paul said, when before you met me, you was on your way to hell. Paul said, man, y'all tripping, Corinth. Y'all some babies. Y'all fleshly. Y'all doubting the very instrument that God used to bring him to him, bring you, bring him, bring you to himself. That's a way with church. But they had every gift. But they spoke in tongues. But they prophesied. Oh, yes. And not only were they babies because it was strife, division, envy, and doubting the leadership that God put over them. But guess what? It was sin going on in Corinth. Oh, yeah. They spoke in tongues. Yeah. Probably while they were sinning. 
Come on, let me get the doctrine of the house right. Let me get the doctrine of the house right. You know what this church is built on. This church ain't built on gifts. This church is built on the fruit. It's built on the cross of Christ and the fruit of Christ operated through the people of God. Paul said, y'all got all the gifts, but 1 Corinthians 4.1, he said, but y'all struggling with fornication. Y'all sleeping around. Y'all cutting up in the streets. He said, listen, it is reported commonly that it is fornication among you. It's reported. It's so bad other people talking about it. People that's not in the walls, they're reporting it. Maria Placer, let me tell y'all what's happening in the church. Girl. The pastor running around. Oh, the first lady got it back. Oh, the ministers and the deacons. Oh, yeah, but on Sunday, Ebobo, who shot Tupac? proud I'm mature but they were sleeping with the street women they were picking up the prostitutes you think they were speaking in tongues then I hope not <laughs> they was going to the temple Picking up the temple women. Yes, yes, yes. But they had every gift though. Stop playing in church. Amen. Stop playing in church. Stop playing in church. See, some of y'all, y'all get y'all get intimidated when somebody acting a gift. I don't get intimidated by gifts. When I look at you up and down, but stop tripping, bro. How you living, man? He says, reported commonly that there is fornication among you. Y'all cutting up. Bang, bang. He said, and such fornication as is not even named among the Gentiles. Y'all doing stuff the Gentiles ain't doing. Hey, God! Y'all getting it. They're not even doing like y'all doing outside the church, he's saying. It's more live up than here in the brass room. Morning, Miami Moon. Y'all making strawberries look bad. Tees ain't got no kind of connection on y'all. Not even name among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. 
Now, Paul, way somewhere else, but he heard the report that a man was sleeping in Corinth with all the gifts with his father's wife. Now, let's clear that up. Let's clean that up a little bit. He wasn't sleeping with his mama. I hope not. <laughs> but they say him and his stepmama had too close of a relationship. They touched and agreed too much. <laughs> and I hope they wouldn't speak in tongues. I'm... Paul said they're not even doing that in the world. And y'all got that incest going on and you want to come to church and act a certain kind of way? You're fake. You're phony. And though you got man clothes on, you're a baby. And though you got church clothes on, you're carnal. And you're worldly. Not based upon your gift but based upon your fruit. Yes. Paul said, I'm going to show you what's most important in the church. And it's not giftings. This church was taking each other to court. They would have a problem that they couldn't come and agree on. They were suing one another. First Corinthians 6, 1 Corinthians 6.1 said, Dare any of you having a matter against another, you're going to law. He said they're taking each other to court. The people's court. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Going in front of Judge Judy. <laughs> Two believers, he said, in front of an unbeliever. Yes. Fussing. And trying to win the loss, but got to go before the loss to settle a dispute. Paul said you go to law before the unjust and not before the saints. Not only that, y'all, they was getting drunk during the Lord's Supper. Oh, yeah, this is, your, this is his body. And the boy would take that little cup and they're up in there, preach, pastor. But they had all the gifts. But they had all the gifts. Don't ever try to redefine this church. Don't ever try to make this church your last church. This church is not your last church. This church is Philadelphia. That's our church and that's our denomination. And it was founded upon a vision. Huh? A vision of the gospel, but a vision of fruit before gifts. And it is the vision that we must stick to. Because it is the vision that God gave us. Anybody hear me up in here? It don't mean that we don't believe in the gifts. We believe in every single gift. Later on, Paul going to say, he said, I thank God. Paul said, I speak with more tongues than y'all all, Paul said. It's not that Paul didn't believe in it, but it's about the order of it. It's about the way that you operate in it. And it's about how much value you put on it. 
See, the worst thing that Corinth had was not the fornication and not the, the, the division and not the envy and not the strife and not doubt and Paul. They had something way worse than that. They had spiritual pride. Spiritual pride. That was the worst thing going on in Corinth. Because from that pride came all the other sins. Because nobody could tell them nothing. Nobody could minister to them. Nobody could, could pour into them because they thought they was too much as it is. That's why they doubted Paul's leadership. They thought they was more than Paul. Spiritual pride. And some thought they were better than others because they operated in certain gifts. And the gift that gave Corinth trouble was the gift of tongues. And because one spoke with it and the other one didn't, I'm better than you. Now, you just got saved. You're still shacking up. You're still looking at pornography. But somehow you better than this person. Who God done delivered over years and blessed with a great walk. And now somehow you more mature. Negro, you tripping. This woman can teach you things that, that you wish you knew. This man can teach you things that you wish you knew. But you can't receive it because of spiritual pride. Let me cut this right for you. Come on, let me put some penicillin in the house. We want you to operate in every gift up in here. But don't you dare allow me to discern that you're getting spiritual pride over some giftings. So Paul set the record straight in chapter 12. He told him about the different gifts. And Paul said the gifts in the church it's like the different body parts, you know? And Paul in chapter 12 was saying that every body part we have is useful. You can't say you don't need a single one of them. Listen, if you don't have your pinky toe or your pinky, you gonna know about it. You mess around and hurt your big toe. You be walking, no balance. You understand what I'm saying? Why? Because every part, even down to the fingernails, are important. And Paul was making the correlation about the gifts in the church. Don't you dare make people feel like they're less than because they have a different gift than you. Because all the gifts, like all the different body parts, are essential to fulfilling a service. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. All right. Every part is important, y'all. Not only that. But God gives us in the text the order of importance. So Corinth felt that tongues was the most important. So he said, no, 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 no. He said, listen, listen, listen. All the gifts are important. But just in case you need to know what's the most important gifts in the church, I'm going to give you the list from greatest to smallest. 
Going back to the text. 1 Corinthians 12, 28. And God said, summon the church. Some people say he's talking about offices. That's not the context. The context is gifts. He said, summon the church. First, apostles. Second, prophets. Third, teachers. After that, miracles. Then gifts of healing. We know he talked about gifts. Look at that, gifts, gifts. Then gifts of healing. Then helps, then governments. Lastly, tongues. God, some churches put that up as the pedestal. Don't even make you feel saved unless you got the... And they got the cart before the horse. They got it backwards. You see, the devil don't have to, hallelujah, destroy the church, hallelujah, ultimately from the outside in. He could destroy it from the inside out. And he'll destroy it from the inside out by making you focus on the least things and not the greatest things. I'm taking you somewhere. We're still talking about love because the greatest of these is trying to get to it. He said, because Corinth, y'all got last things first and first things last. And that is the root of all your sinful, disorderly, envious activity. Because you don't mess up the order. Let's look at the order. He say, he say he done set some in the church. He said, first, apostles. Pastor, what's an apostle? The apostle gift is the church planner. The one who lays the foundation for the doctrine of the church. The Bible says in Acts 2.42, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. They set the doctrine. You see, every believer has a doctrine, got a doctrine. Every family got doctrine. But your personal doctrine and even your family doctrine is not the doctrine of the church. Why? Because your personal doctrine is for you. But you can't bring that to church because we don't want you. We want Jesus lifted up. Anybody hear me up in here? Your doctrine going to bless you, make you look good, but it ain't going to make him look good. So your doctrine is based on the uplifting of your gifts. So you come and you say, my doctrine should be the church doctrine. Why? Because that's the doctrine that make me look the best. But what about what make Christ look the best? Corinth focused on one gift so they look good. But where was Jesus? The job of the apostle is not only to plant the church and lay the doctrine of the church, but to make sure that Jesus is continually lifted high. Be lifted high. Let all the other names fade away. That's the apostle's job, to keep it about Christ. Not about our individual gifts and talents. The apostle. They received direct revelation for the church. Second Corinthians 12, 12 says that apostles 
often operate with supernatural abilities to prove that they are messengers of God. 2 Corinthians 12, 12. Truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience in what? In signs, wonders, and mighty deeds. When you meet an apostle, there's going to be signs and wonders. There are some who would say that the apostle gift is no longer in operation. They don't know their Bible. Some churches I used to go to, some denominations I used to belong to. Oh, yeah, I sat with my pastor over hours looking at this and proving to him at the scriptures. Huh? The, the apostolic gift is still in operation. So we first turn to Ephesians 4 and chapter 11. But the Bible says when Jesus ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. And Ephesians say in 4.11, and he gave some what? Apostles. Some what? Prophets. Some what? Evangelists. Some what? Some pastors. Some what? Some teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints. The gift wasn't to make them look good, but to perfect the what? The saints. To grow the people of God. For what? For the work of the ministry. For what else? For the edifying of the body of Christ. How long shall these gifts that were aforementioned, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher, how long will they perfect the saints? How long will they get them right for the ministry? How long will they edify the body? Verse 13 says what? Until. Until we all come in the unity of the faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God, until we all become a perfect man, until the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is the time period in which all the gifts are going to be taken away until the whole church is come in the unity of the faith. Is the church in the unity of the faith? Not even in one church are we in the unity of the faith. So that means that the gifts aforementioned are going to still be in operation. Huh? Are we a perfect man yet? You perfect yet? Then the gifts are going to still be in operation. Not some of them. All of them. I brought my pastor, A. God, to Acts 14 and 14 in that day. You know? I said, man, check this out. Because they say that the only apostles they have are just the 12 apostles, and that was it. That's no more than that. The 12, and then they added Matthias. But that's not all the apostles. The Bible said, which when the apostles, who else was an apostle? Barnabas. And who else? Paul. All right? Galatians 1.19 said James, the brother of Jesus, was another apostle. So what do you see in the scriptures, pastor? That the apostolic gift is still here. It's still needed. And if it was ever needed in the church, it's needed today. Anybody hear me up in here? It's needed today. Huh? They go by different names, though, today. They call themselves bishop. 
you see? That's the apostolic, with churches under them. So tongues ain't first. He said he's setting the church first, apostles. Huh? Go back to Corinthians. Secondarily, prophets. That's what he said is next. Pastor, what's a prophet? Somebody that hear from God and speak on behalf of God. That would be a preacher, a teacher, regular pastors. Huh? That's what that is. He said first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. So that prophet teachers, huh? that's the word ministry. Now I want you all to focus on something. Do you see how the word gifts are the most important in the church? The apostles doctrine. The prophets, the teachers, that's the most important gifts. The gifts that give the people the word of God. That's the most important gifts. The word gifts. Then he gets to the supernatural miracles. Gifts of healings. Huh? Then he gets to the service gifts. Helps when you help around. Then he get to administration. That's what he mean by governments, administrators, all the administrators that, that, that fulfill and implement the vision of the leaders of the church. He said all, all the service gifts are next. And after the word gifts, after the supernatural gifts, after the service gifts, then diversity of tongues. Y'all see the word of that? Yes, sir. Am I making something up? Man, why you want to put it first? Why you want to go back to having a Corinthian church? Why you want to make this church like the last church you left when the pastor was, was, whoo. He was 4th of July, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> because he had the last things first and the first things Last. In 31, Paul say, in, in 29, Paul say, he said, y'all tripping. Y'all think that everybody going to have one gift. He said, listen, listen, in 29, are all apostles? What would you say the answer to that is? Is every believer an apostle? Is every believer a prophet? Is every believer a teacher? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? I mean, why y'all acting like everybody got to do that? Okay. Be happy you can. Use your gift, but never get spiritually proud. Don't you act like you more than because you're still a baby to a lot of us. No, don't let them elderly Christians flex on you. Because you could talk about Tupac. and you know, Don't let them elderly Christians flex on you. Some people have been through fire and ice. Dark places you ain't never been.
Give me chapter 14. I never gave it to you. But let's, let's, let's settle the doctrine of Philadelphia. Let's lay the cement and let it dry. Paul said, if y'all want to get excited about gifts, Paul said, you better covet the best gifts. You better want the best ones. And he said, you should be wanting and striving and praying and fasting that God will give you one of these word gifts. These gifts where you can teach people the word of God and speak to people on the behalf of God. You should be praying and asking God to hear from him so you can be a messenger of God. That's what he said. That's what he said. That's what he said. And so in 14.1, he telling me, he said, man, covet. He said, you should be wanting to prophesy, but rather that you should prophesy. He said in verse 2, come on, y'all still up on that? He said, for he that speaking in an unknown tongue speaketh not to men. But unto God, for no man understanding him. Howbeit in the spirit, he speaking mysteries. And so understand this, that when a person speaking in tongues, they ain't helping nobody else out. No. They speak to God. And it's important because I'm going to show you in a second that it do something for them. Hallelujah. But in the church, it ain't really doing too much. He said, howbeit the spirit speaking mysteries. Go to three. But he that prophesies speaking unto men to edification. When you speak the word, people change from the word you speak. People, people grow from the word you speak. They edify and exhortation. You encourage them. They leave different. They leave, they leave lifted up and comfort. Huh? Go to, go to verse 4. Come on, let me lay the concrete. He that speaking in an unknown tongue edified who? You think you're praying for somebody else. He edified. He edified. Come on, man. What doctrine you've been believing? He edified himself, but he that prophesied edified who? Yeah, it's good. And it's good for you. And it gets you right. and gets you on fire. Get you filled up. And now you're ready. You're equipped. Huh? But don't act, don't act like you done did the church no good. Go to verse 5. Do y'all believe the Bible this morning? If you don't believe the Bible, look, come on. Get out, get out of here. I can't talk with you. Let me let the concrete dry. For the doctrine of Philadelphia. Paul said, I wish that y'all all spoke with tongues. But rather that you prophesied. For greater is he that prophesied than he that speak with tongues. Except somebody interpret that the church may receive edifying. We want to understand you. Because if we can't understand you. We ain't getting nothing out of it. Come on now. Come on now. 
Some of y'all ain't heard this before. Y'all like, man, this is different. No, we just putting it in order. If you want Corinth, then go to Corinth. Go there. Because they got a bunch of them out there this morning. You left there because it was Corinth. And you came here because it was something different. Let me show you how we different. And let me show you why we different. Because we don't put the gifts up where they're not supposed to be. You see? You see? And it ain't that Paul didn't speak with tongues. Look at verse 18. Paul said, I think, my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. He said, y'all coming up in here acting like y'all all proud. He said, just because y'all don't see me, he said, listen. He said, y'all some children. He said, yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding. Paul said, yet in the church, now when I'm home, man, baby, Paul said, I set the wall, I set the house on fire. But when I come to the church, I set the house on fire and I'm ready. I done edified myself. It's going to be on up in here. I'm ready for the word. Hey, I'm warmed up. I'm ready to go. It's going to be an awesome serve. But when I get to the church, Paul said, he said, I would rather speak five words with my understanding that my voice, with my, by, by my voice, that I might teach others also. I'd rather speak five words with my understanding than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. Than, than, than 10,000. That's the difference of Philadelphia. That's the difference. And they be up in there cutting up and all that at the series, all that, doing that. 10,000 words. But them people ain't leaving with nothing. Because the one up there speaking to 10,000, all he's doing is warming up himself. All he's doing is edifying himself. But the people ain't got nothing. And so when they leave, they leave unchanged, still in sin, still in fornication, still in spiritual pride, still in envy and in strife and division. When they leave, they leave and on the way home, they stop by the shell and pick up the woman. Y'all know the shell station I'm talking about? Because ain't nobody was edified. Ain't nobody was edified. Paul said, y'all, it's simple in verse 20. He said, be not children. Be not children in your understanding. After the boys in the NBA scoring somebody, huh? How many of saying what they do? Well, you're too small. You're a child. Be not children in your understanding. Get, get in your word. Find out what's really going on in the church. Find out what's most important in the church. Be not children in your understanding. You know? He said, but in malice be children. In sin and wrongdoing be a child. Don't know how to pick up the woman over there. Don't know how to do that. 
Don't know how to stab somebody back. Be children in evil, he's saying. You know? But in your understanding, be a man. Ooh! Be a man. Be a man. Don't be no child. So Paul say, at the end of 12, at the end of chapter 12, the last verse, he tell the church, you see, go to 12, I think it might be 31. He said, man, church, let me get y'all right. You see, go to 31. He said, but covet earnestly the best gifts. He said, if you want to want gifts, he said, he said, go after the best ones. Don't go after the last one. He said, go after the best ones. He said, but even with the gifts, even with all the gifts, Paul said, church, let me show you a more excellent way. Because there's something in the church that's way better than all the gifts. When he go to 13, he say, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. He said, Corinth, y'all got a lot of tongues going on in there, but y'all just making noise because y'all ain't loving nobody in there. You're full of spiritual pride and you're acting like you're better than somebody else. That's not consistent with love and y'all in there cutting up, but it's just noise and y'all ain't doing nothing. Y'all making noise up in there. Then he go to the other gifts and though I have the gift of prophecy even, which he said was one of the biggest ones, one of the greatest ones. He said, and understand all mysteries, and I have all knowledge. He said, listen, 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 I can, I can be able to understand and know everything that God had for today, yesterday, and tomorrow. Paul said, I can have all that, but if I don't love nobody, Paul going to say, I'm nothing. He said, listen, you can have the faith to move mountains, not just heal diseases, not just pray down and stop weather and, and, and make rain come. He said, listen, not just to do the supernatural thing. He said, you can have faith to move mountains. When you come through, the Appalachians move. The Rockies move. He said, you can have those gifts. Huh? He said, but you have no love? He said, man, you nothing, man. You nothing, man. You nothing. And this is significant because those gifts of preaching, teaching, and knowledge, because knowledge puff up, those gifts of supernatural abilities and, and, and miracles and stuff, hallelujah, uh, uh, underneath that is a desire for people to understand and know who you are. He said, but without love, he said, you're nothing. I know it's sad. It's so sad. <laughs> he said, you're nothing. Look at three. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, you a giver. You give, you give houses, you give car, you give, but you're not giving for the right reason. 
you got some other stuff going on when you give. It ain't really love while you're giving. Huh? He said, do I give my body to be burned? Huh? You voluntarily sacrifice your body. Ooh, Lord. He said, if you don't do it with love, look what it says. It profits me nothing. No matter the gifts, no matter the giving, no matter the sacrifice. If you don't have this thing right here, you're nothing. What you're doing is nothing. And nothing from nothing leaves nothing. <laughs> Expounding on love. Unconditional love in the church. Then he tells you what love is. You might think you know what love is. Some people done told you what love is. Let's look at it. Let's look at love. When we get to verse 4, I'm going to get you out in time for the game. Don't worry. How, many, how, many, how long you need to get home? 30 minutes? I got you. I got you. Some of y'all live around the corner. Give me 30 minutes, Patty. Listen, you six minutes from here, man. Don't worry about that. Focus. Focus. Get your word in. Get your word in. You're going to see the, look, you're going to see them, you're going to see the kickoff. Focus, though. Let's put first things first. Go to verse four, the definition. Where they have charity at, we're going to put love. Because that's what charity means. It's, it's, what does love look like? He say, love suffers long. It suffers long. We put down there that love is patient in the new translations. But the King James do a better job, right? Because love just not patient like you're waiting for somebody to get off of work. Love suffers long. It suffers. It suffers with people and their sinful behavior. Long. Without retaliation, without making them feel too bad. Listen, you could wrong them over and over and over again, but love don't change with you. You see, when somebody wrong you once and you, that's not love. That's not love. Because love will suffer with you for years. And love won't let you go until, hallelujah, letting you go is love. That's what true love is. When, you, when, the, when, when love realized by holding on to you and continuing to be good to you, I'm only hurting you, that's the only time when love will let you go. But even when love lets you go, it's still love. Hey, God, my God, my God, my God. It, it suffers long. Such a, suffers long. Or let you go, not talk to you, but it'll sit in that room 
like that father, the prodigal, waiting for you to return. Waiting for you to return. No, all your wrong, all your criminal history, all your sin, never bring it up to you. Look in your face and you'll never even see in their heart that they're thinking about the wrong that you done did them for 20 years. That's what love is. That's what love is. It suffers long. They got people telling you they love you. They don't really love you because they will never suffer long with you. The moment you do one thing, and I'm not talking something that I heard. I'm talking something I know. The moment you do one thing, they gone. And that ain't love. That ain't love. Love suffers long. Love is kind. Huh? That's what it is. It's kind. In both word and deed. Love don't talk to you any kind of way, no. Got some people, we're going to get to in a second, all they do is beat you down, they talk crazy, tell you, nah, nigga, I mean, Negro. Don't come tell me you love me and you talk to me any kind of way. We about to get in a fight right here, and you talk like that you love me? If you love me, you fix the way you talk to me. You understand what I'm saying? That's just going to be a problem up in this mug. <laughs> because love is kind and people play like they love you, but they talk to you crazy. Because if you love me, you would care how I felt by the words that's coming out your mouth. Don't come talk to me any kind of way and then later on come rub my leg and rub my back. I don't want no rub. got me up in here with the battered wind woman syndrome. <laughs> love is kind, man. And when you meet love, love talk to you a certain kind of way. That's what love do. And the people that love you, if you think in your mind, they ain't never talk to you cross. They ain't never try to disrespect you or belittle you or there's always a certain feeling you get in their presence. People that love you, man, look, they, they, listen, they're kind. They're not only kind in word, but in deed. Because the Greek word right here of this kind means to be benevolent. That means that they're giving. They're looking for a way to help you, not hurt you. And if they can find a way to help you, then love is kind to you. Love going to look out. That's what real love is. Come on, please hear me. Please hear me. Don't be deceived about what love is. Love going to look out and love going to help you. Now, a lot of people say they love you. But people, Peter call them clouds with no rain. You hot, it's dry, it's drought. You in need. They're going to hang around and be over your clouds, but they ain't dropping no rain. <laughs> they ain't dropping no rain. <laughs> huh? Oh, yeah, they're going to pray for you, all and all that, but they ain't dropping no rain. They ain't touching their bank account. They ain't getting in their savings. They ain't taking no food out of their people's mouth. They ain't doing none of that. 
They clouds with no rain. And if people, hallelujah, watch you go through and you in need and they don't step up and help you, don't you come talk about you loving me. Don't talk about you loving me. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because that ain't love. Because love is kind. Look what he say. He said, love envied not. Oh, my God, my God, my God. Boy, hey, is this good? Come on, somebody. Come on, Miss Sharika. You know what I'm saying. She come from San Antonio for this word. It envied not. Listen to me, man. Oh, God, have mercy. <laughs> oh, Y'all know how I do it. I just, God, I just got to come undone, man. The anointing is here. I'm sweating. I'm hot. And love, envy it. Not. They got some people in your life. You swear they love you. And they jealous of you. Listen, they jealous of your husband, of your wife, of your children, of the house you stay, the car you drive. They jealous of the hair that's in your head. Might not be yours, but they still jealous of it. They jealous of your fingernail. They jealous of your business. They jealous. They jealous of your anointing, your gifts. They jealous. But after church, they're gonna come. I love you, brother. I love you, sister. How you love me when you want what I have? And you don't want me to have what I have. How you love me when you would be happy if I lost what I have? How you love me when you're trying to take what I got? How you love me? You see? And they got some that say they love you. But when you pull up in your new ride, Huh? They got rocks in their mouth. They can't even say nice call. They're going to get close to it. Woo! They're going to, that's your call? But they're still not going to say, that's a nice call. They're going to say, when you got that? But they're still not going to say, that's a nice call. It pains them to compliment you. On what God has blessed you with. It hurts them. To go to your business and support you. It pains them to tell you that you look good. That you're dressed nice. And it's the same people you think love you. But never gave you any kind of compliment. No encouragement. Never celebrated you. And here you are. Leaving people that do that to you every day. And going with somebody that ain't sure they love you at all. Love envies not. It's never jealous. It's never jealous. When you get love say. That's a nice truck that you got out there. And love will smile like it belonged to love. <laughs> love will say, let me sit in it. Let me feel how it feels. <laughs> love says, show me around. 
Love said, I'm not just going to come and spend $10. Love said, no, 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 I'm going to support you. There's an old saying that say, first lady shared this with me. You know, it's easier to make your customer a friend than to make a friend a customer. Deacon, are you hearing what I'm saying? It's easier to make a customer, somebody you don't know, a friend. They just come to your establishment, frequent your business, bought, bought your cold cup, and they're just a customer, but they come by all the time, they support you. It's easier to make a customer a friend than to make a friend. A customer. Because they ain't coming around there. They ain't coming around there. They ain't coming around there. You ain't got that many friends. Hallelujah. You ain't got that many friends. You ain't got that many. What my niece said. Robin, that's you. You ain't got that many friends. I'm telling y'all. Because they're not all happy for you. Come on, Pastor, they got to get to the game. Come on. He said, it envied not. It vaunted not itself. Let's take two of them. It's not puffed up. Huh? Love is not proud, it's saying. It don't parade itself for attention. It vaunted not itself. It don't lift itself up in your presence while putting you down. In a crowded room, it ain't trying to act like it's better than you, bigger than you, more than you. Can you see it as a visual? It vaunted not itself. It's not puffed up. You see, the fish and certain animals, when it get in danger, it puff itself up. Come on, minister. It make itself bigger than what it looked like. Because it's trying to give you an illusion that you better not mess with it. Even the dogs, they have stand up on their back to puff it up. And it's a little chihuahua, but it look, it done got big now. It's like, whoa, oh my goodness, it's a tiger. No, 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 it's just puffed up. The ones that you think friends, when they get in your presence and people clapping at you, <laughs> they don't like that. And so what they do, they puff up. They want the attention, not you. When they say vaunted, not puffed up, it says it's not big-headed, it's not arrogant. It don't put itself up while putting others down. It don't try to show how much better they are than you. It's not like that. Listen, listen, verse 5. It does not behave itself unseemingly. Love is not rude. Love is not rude. When you're rude to people, you don't love them like you think. You don't. And you got a problem with love if you're rude to people. Well, pastor, that's just who I am. It's time to change, baby. Time to change. So love... Love, love is smooth as oil, man. It ain't trying to ruffle no fat. It's not trying to hurt people because it loves people. Love seeketh not her own, 
Love is not selfish. I'm doing me. I'm trying to get me. Man, that's not love, man. Love look out for other people around him, man. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not easily provoked. Love ain't got no temper problem. Oh, yeah, blow up, cut up? Move some furniture? Flip some tables. Take the wheel off the car. Love don't blow up like that. When you blow up on people like that, you don't love them like you think. You ain't got to agape yet. Yeah, because when they make you mad, you so selfish, you so proud, you blowing up. I'm going to punch a hole in the wall, man. Yeah. I'm going to grab you. We're going we to domestic violence up in here. Yeah, we're going to get it. Call the police. Yeah. But guess what? That, yeah, that's, 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 that's a charge. That's a crime. <laughs> that's some domestic violence classes, but let me tell you what it's not. It ain't love. It ain't love. It ain't love. Oh, yeah, this, this is where we come from. You know, I think all my family got a temper problem. You can always tell a man how his dog act. Listen, my dog bite people. But in law said, yep. <laughs> yeah, but when you get saved, God is able to take that bitter thing and make it sweet. Anybody hear me up in here? Huh, not a girl, not a girl shaking her head. Help me, Jesus. Got a little Youngsville in there. Got a little body, body. And Michelle in the house, and Michelle coughing. Yeah, 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 listen. Because love don't blow up on people. Love swallow that and say, ah, I'm not going to do that to you. Rather drive away than cut up on you. Rather drive away. I'm going to holler at y'all for your safety. I'm going to holler at y'all. Keep going, Pastor. True love, thinking no evil. In the Greek right here, Tony, it means that true love don't keep a record of wrongs. See, all of us have a ledger, a notebook, that when people do us wrong, we write it down. And it might not be a real notebook, but it's in our mind and in our heart. And we can tell when we have that ledger, because when we get mad at them, it all come out. You remember December 12, 1955 at 2 p.m. when you were looking at that woman and she winked at you on the side of club? And y'all, you and your wife having a legitimate argument about something that's real, and she bring up 1950. <laughs> she bring up 79. She bring up five years ago. Or you bring up 10 years ago, man of God. When you do that, you ain't agape loving. You're not. You're really not. You got a problem with agape if you keep a record. You keeping an ace in a hole that when the arguments start, you know how to shut him down, her down, because you're going to bring up that thing they did you, and, and you're doing it to hurt them. You're doing it to hurt them. You're not being like Shem and Japheth who covered Noah. You're being like Ham that exposed them. 
And you're trying to bring that child of God who's been forgiven. Who God then took that sin and threw it in the sea of forgetfulness. You're taking that child of God who God himself then took that sin and cast it from them as far as the east is from the west. And you're bringing that child of God when God himself will bring them there. You're bringing that child of God back to that mess. Back to that mess. And say, you remember when you did me this? That ain't love. That ain't love. That ain't love. That ain't love. That's, 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 that's a weapon. That's harmful. You know? That's painful. That's worse than spitting in their face or hitting them. Huh? Because you're bringing them back to their vomit. You're bringing them back to their shame. And any true child of God don't ever want to go back to the place where they did their God wrong. Anybody hear me up in here? Yeah. Stop bringing that up because that ain't love. That ain't love. That ain't love. Don't bring up my bad days. Don't bring up my lapses in my walk. Don't act like you ain't never had a bad day and you don't have no lapse and you ain't never... But love don't keep a ledger. It don't keep a record. And when somebody loves you, they never bringing up the past constantly. They never doing that, man. When you see them, you don't even think the wrong you did them. You don't even remember the wrong you did them. Because it ain't on their mind, and it shouldn't be on yours. Come on, Pastor Football. Come on, listen. It thinking no evil. It rejoices not in iniquity. It's not happy when bad things happen to you. You got some people happy when bad happen to you. I'm talking about your friends now. You know, you come there, you say, you wreck your car. And they go like, oh, for real, for real. <laughs> they want to smile, but they, they want to act like they're mad. That ain't love. It rejoices not in iniquity, evil, or even when you fall into sin. Something done happened. You done, they done caught you somewhere. And your girl the one who calling everybody. Girl, let me tell you. Boy, let me tell you. Let me tell you where Miss Mary Ross was. Let me tell y'all. <laughs> I just did that because y'all, you know, Miss Mary Ross a prayer war. You know what I'm saying? Miss <laughs> Mary Ross was in the club in strawberries. Is Mary Ross up in there? <laughs> the deaconess. See, I couldn't say some of y'all other names because some of y'all, yeah, y'all could be. But y'all, we, we ain't going to picture Miss Mary Ross like that. Ms. Mary. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And rejoicing not in iniquity, but rejoicing in truth. Love bears all things, believe all things, hopes all things. Endures all things. Love never fails. Come on, give God some joy. That's love. That's love. And, and just right quick, when we talk about love and how Jesus said, he said, this is my commandment, that you love one another. We put it, we put it way up in the church. Way up. Before all the giftings, before everything else, we put it way up in the church. 
And we make a declaration not to fake love one another, but to really love one another. You see what I'm saying? Brothers, if y'all can make y'all way. I, I kind of redid Corinthians 13, and I'm not adding to the word or nothing like that. Don't, don't get super spiritual on me. Because this is what it's for. Because God want to take, take that love out of that and put you in that verse. He just didn't write this for us not to do it. This is an action word. And so I put, sound boot if you can't help me. Huh? We put an I will instead of love. Instead of love is patient, we say, I will be patient. And long-suffering. I'm going to suffer with people. Though they wrong me, though they do this, though they stab me in the back. Listen, I'm not going to change on them even though they change on me. I'm going to be in the same place where they left me. You see? I'm going to be there. I'm going to be at that spot. I'm just going to be there. It, it, you, it, I'm not going to change on you. I'm going to suffer along with you. What else? I will be kind. I'm not going to talk to you any kind of way. And when you need me, if I can, I'm going to look out for you. You see? I will not envy. I'm going to celebrate you. Every accolade, every accomplishment, every blessing. You see? I will not be proud. I'm not going to try to be more than you when we out and about. I'm not going to be trying all about trying to get attention like a second grader. I don't have to be the star of the show at the head of the table. When we together, ain't nobody got to know I know more scripture than you or know more history than you or know more English than you. I'm not trying to put on to make you look bad. Verse 5. I will not dishonor others. I'm not going to be rude and dishonor you. I will not be self-seeking. I'm not going to be selfish. I will not boast and brag. I will not dishonor others. I will not easily be angered. Come on, we got to sit down together. I will not easily be... Yeah, 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 that's close enough. You see? I will not boast, I will not dishonor us. I will, I, I, I will keep, say that with me, I will keep no record of wrongs. Verse 6. I will not delight in evil, but with truth. Next one, next one. I will bear all things. I'm enduring. I will believe all things. That don't mean you believe lies. That means that you're confident in the people that you love. I will hope all things. I'm hoping for the best for you. Huh? I'm endure all things. Because of love. Because love never fails. I will never fail. You see? Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. And for those who don't know, God is love. 
<laughs> so we could take the same verse and put God in it. Because that's what he's been to us. God is patient with us. Long-suffering, all, all that we've done to him. God is kind. God does not envy. God uh, does not boast. God is not proud. Go to five. I don't mess that all up. But listen, let's go to it. God does not dishonor others. God is not self-seeking or selfish. God is not easily angered. God keeps no record of your wrongs. Verse 6, God does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Verse 7, God bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And because of that matter, God will never fail. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen good to me. If you are here and you are not saved, and you would say, Pastor, are you telling me that God loves me like that? Yes, he does. And he wants to save you and change your life and bless you. What you got to know to be saved in this spot this morning is that, hey, we all sinners and we just got to admit that we've sinned. B, we got to believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Yahshua, Jesus the Christ. C, we got to confess him as Lord. That is salvation in a nutshell. Now, we got some things to do, so we won't do a physical altar call. And I know, hallelujah, we do it some 50 times a year, but for this morning, huh, you can be saved in your very seat where you are right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. You just got to admit you're a sinner and believe in Jesus. And so, if that's you, we're going to pray right now. And I need you to just close your eyes for a second. Don't worry about nothing. We got, we got the wolf pack watching over our back. Just close your eyes for a second. And let's go to the throne room together. You're before your God right now. And I want you to say, God, thank you that your love never fails. Right now, I admit that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me for all my sins. I'm sorry. But I believe that you died on the cross for all my sins. You were buried and on the third day you rose with all power and all might. Lord, save me a sinner and heal me and bless me and help me to love others as you have loved me. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Good afternoon, <laughs> good, good afternoon. afternoon. Post show, post show family. Yeah. We just want to thank y'all for staying tuned with us. Yes. What an amazing word today, y'all. Yeah, we've had a very eventful morning today. Yes. 
a lot going on, but we had a great word from Pastor on this morning. Oh, man. So much, man. And then we also had a special little service afterward, Minister Duck. Yes. Well, Pastor Duck. Yeah. Man, what an amazing word just on love and and just the different gifts. And, man, it's amazing, amazing. Yeah. So we we here to reflect a little bit on the word, and we have some guests from we have some family yeah. that traveled to come here today, and we want to just share a little bit of what we got out of this word today. So yeah. we thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for staying live with us. Yes. Um, so right here, we're going to start off with our sister. We're Can you state your name? We're oh, coming in hot. Yeah. We're coming in swinging hot. We coming in swingin <laughs> lit. Yes. Yeah. We're so excited to have you. Yeah, again. You. Go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> well... For the people to know, yes. my name is Sharika Miller. Mm -hmm. I'm usually on the chat, mm -hmm. Sharika, so I'm always putting fire in the so chat. So y'all know okay, her yes, from I the think chat I know. with yeah, the yeah, fire. Right. Yes. Fire! Yes. So we love shout it. Shout out to my family. Yeah. My online family. So yes. it's all good. So Where are you from, Ms. Sharika? San Antonio, San Antonio. San Antonio, Texas, y'all. Come on. Yeah. Shout out to San Antonio, Texas. Wow. You know, it's Man. bigger in Texas. But yeah, Lord. You'll see that right there. Go ahead. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we had a we had a phenomenal word from Pastor on this morning yes. about love. Love is always necessary. It's always something that yes. we should, you yes, know, right. we should uh, keep Be in the forefront. About. Right. Yeah. Right. So yes. what's something you took away from his message this morning? As a woman, stop keeping a ledger. Oh. Come on. That's right. good. I just know how to be transparent, so let me just go ahead and come in hot. Like yeah. come, come in hot. Jump in the bush. So, you know, oftentimes I love people, spouse, children, and when you've been hurt, right? Gr growing up as a child, oftentimes you try to keep a ledger of all the hurt. Yeah. But God doesn't want you to keep that My hurt. God. That's right. And that's so right. what happens is it becomes a familiar spirit. So mm. anytime somebody does something that's something like the same, yes. right, right. you keep hold on to that. And you then you soak in that, right? right and then right. you become that. So then that leads mm. into you being angry. Right, wow. right, right. right. Uh, a lack of vulnerability. Yeah. Right? Wow. You have no freedom in Christ to be able to operate in the gifts right. that he has placed inside of you. Come on. Mm. So when Pastor was talking about the fruit, we're all giving gifts. You're right, yeah. right. But then where's the fruit? Right. I know I'm a child of the most high God, but if I'm still keeping this ledger, mm. Mm. Yeah. where's my fruit? Right. You're almost like slave to that. Absolutely. You're, you're right. held captive right. by it. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So. That's good. And so it, it shows how it's more for you than it is for, you know, for other people, just like forgiveness. You know, right. you don't keep a, a record of wrongs because right. it'll burden you down. Absolutely. Right, it weighs right. you down. Absolutely. That's it's so an anchor good. around your neck. It's right. an anchor around yeah. your heart. Uh, it's an anchor around your ability to give, mm. to serve. Right. Because right. you're always serving or giving with a motive. Yeah. And not even realizing that mm. instead of you giving your all, you're only giving 85% of yourself. Wow. Right. But... Yah's leading you to give a little bit more, but you're like, eh. Yeah. No, no. That's yeah. good. But you got to let that thing go. You got to yeah. let it go and, and allow love to be your motive. Yeah. yeah. And why you do everything. Because God, you know, God wants, to, love wants to dwell in our hearts, but that must be the, get back to the foundation, abide in Christ and say, you know what, Lord, I want to love like you. Yeah. I want to serve like you. Yeah. And stuff like that. So, yeah, Absolutely. that was good. Absolutely. Then I also seen you in the house Friday night. Yeah. Friday, y'all, we what had the, uh. <laughs> The jealousy <laughs> and envy panel on Friday. We can talk a little bit about that too that since you're here. That was amazing. Since How you're was here. that for you? 
Man, that was amazing. Uh, so you came all the way here for that because for it wasn't live streamed. Yes. See, the thing about it is, when a, when, when, like you said, you say when a prophet says that he have a word to say, you want to come. Yeah, Don't absolutely. matter if it's miles of travel. Mm, you and you probably, came. You heard right. God say, look, I'm coming no matter what. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You said be in the house. Yes. Be in the house. Just yeah. like what we worshiped about today, right. right? Right. He's in the house. In yeah. the house. So you need to come in the house. And so Friday for me, um, it was confirmation. Okay. Number one. Um, it was definitely deliverance. Um, it was also an opportunity for me to just be able to show the love, the appreciation mm -hmm. right. to my pastor. Yes. Because I'm, though I'm an online member, mm -hmm. right. when I get the opportunity or when y'all opens up the door for me to go to his house, mm -hmm. then I need to be in the house. Yeah. Does right, that make right. sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's, a special, it's a special blessing to being in the house of God, just being here and being online, you know. Yeah. And then you be in fellowship. You also get to talk to other believers in here. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, iron sharpens iron. So, yes. Definitely. It was a really great word. And, um, yeah. I can go on and on talking about jealousy and envy, and that's mm -hmm. a bad, that's a that's a very good topic. Yeah. Yes, especially for our people. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. For our people, and then it all coincides with today's message right. as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so How to deal we with have it. this this cloud of jealousy and strife and envy. A lot of it, um, we've been exposed to those spirits, so to speak, mm -hmm. based upon what has happened to our ancestors. Yeah. We can go back. Uh, yeah. On how yeah. this thing really came into play, right? Mm -hmm. We can go back into Egypt when, That's right. you know, yeah. Yah is leading us out of Egypt and we're like, hey, oh, <laughs> get your shoulder game, master. <laughs> What's up, Pastor? Yes. This is a prophetess. This is a prophetess. Yes, she, oh, yeah, clearly. She got that ointment. She, she, she in that category. Come on. Prophetess. Ointment. Oint, oint. I'm a prophet. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> Praise him. Come on, speak the word of yes, God. Lord. I, know I, I agree. I know this. I'm done. I discern that. <laughs> it's all right. She like dropped the mic on that. He come up with all of that. I, it's over. <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, See, no, I forgot no, what no, I was no, saying. No. So, uh, you know, with that jealousy and envy, we're going back, man. We're going back to when we're being led out of Egypt. Mm -hmm. mm. And so we're steady asking. The most highlight. Let us go back because it was better in bondage. Mm. Who says that? Right, right. right. We got a cloud yeah, by yeah. day covering right, us. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from the sun. Mm. Yeah. And we're like, ah, oh, that's not enough. You know, he's giving us food. He's giving us light by day. We still right. have issues yes. in our tissues, and yeah. so part of those issues in our tissues are the jealousy and the envy mm. right. that we have amongst our own people. people. Definitely. And Friday night, Pastor prayed such a powerful prayer. prayer. Mm, for yes, us it was good. And for those that, let me encourage my online family, for those that are yeah. online, yeah. For yeah. the whole nation of Israel, yeah. mm. that this thing, this thing that, that keeps us bound be broken in the, mm. name in the of mighty Jesus. name of Jesus. Amen. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Ooh, I stand in agreement with yes, you. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yeah. Well, my sister. So we good. appreciate your time. It, <laughs> it was good, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but good. I appreciate you We appreciate guys. you. Yes, we love, love you. Keep up you. the good Thank work. you, sis. Thank Come you for the support and love. Come on, guys. Oh, Come oh on, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my sister. <laughs> love you. I know that you need Come on. <laughs> she should sing a little bit. Oh. Oh, you can pick it. Uh-oh, she said, no singing. No singing. <laughs> Praise God, Praise man. God. That was great. That was great, great, Thank great, great. Thank you for that. 
We're going to keep it moving, y'all. We have a yes. couple other people that we're going to get to this morning. What's going on, beautiful people? How are y'all? How y'all doing oh, today? Good, thank you. How yes. you doing? All right. What's up, big brother? How you doing? Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, y'all go ahead and introduce yourselves. Um, let me start with the queen. This is Miss Stephanie Roseman. I love it. And right. I am Harold Roseman. Okay. All right, all right. And so, where are y'all from? Yes. Uh, we are from Southern California, Bakersfield, California. right outside of Los oh, Angeles. family's from there. Yeah. Bakersfield, okay. Come on, all right, yeah, all right. Man, cool. it's great to have y'all. So tell us a little bit about what y'all got out of this word today. Um, man. Or just the experience of the, being here from Because y'all have been here, right? They also were here for the, um, the uh, Jealousy, Jealousy and, and Envy panel. Absolutely. Tabletop. Absolutely, yeah. Um, the wholeheartedness of agape love, mm. just understanding what it means um, and being in one. Coming from a place of being loved to losing love mm -hmm. to being able to give love mm -hmm. um, and, and having that in totality to being able to share that with people unconditionally. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned agape love um, when I first met this young lady. Wow. You know, mm -hmm. um, God... God made her for me. Come on. And, and vice versa. <laughs> See, I'm going to throw that out there too. <laughs> and and in doing that, um, I learned the transitions of life through heartache, through failure, um, through success, only to get to this place here at Philadelphia to be blessed enough to come here to receive agape love from the people in this congregation and pastor and first lady. Yes. So yeah, I understand agape love, man. Mm. And yeah. it's good. It's so good. Because when you truly have it, you know it. You feel it. Yes, yes. yes. Definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely. I totally agree with that, man. Agape love is really the way God wants us to operate in yeah. and to love one another continually. I, one of my favorite uh, topics today that pastor talked about was, was actually the love, how love is actually the number one thing that God wants us to operate in mm -hmm. and he also tells us to seek the other gifts but love more than anything and he break he broke down love is kind love is patient i think it's very great that he how he reminded us the importance of love it, yeah. it never keeps a record of wrong mm -hmm. right. it's not envy yeah. right, right. And without it you have nothing yes mm -hmm. and how important it is for us even as a people and i think that's very important for us to know that because like like my sister came up we have this thing of jealousy towards one another we're fighting one another mm -hmm. crab mentality type like we don't exactly. want to see each other successful exactly. and we don't know how to love no. and so i think that was very important to how pastor Reed, how he talked about that yeah and remind us how important it is how god looks for us to love yes sir. and we only can get love from him that's it. Right. That's give it. up love. That's Deuteronomy right. 36 say to love the Lord God with all your heart. And it also tells us that he gives us a circumcised heart mm. in order to love him. Yeah. So you really That's can't right. love if God doesn't circumcise you. That's heart. right. He gives us that That's love. Good. That's right. To That's love right. others. Mm. Right. Right. It doesn't matter how much we strain or try to produce it. It only comes from him. Yeah. And so we only love him because he first loved us. Oh, so come That's on. That's right. right. Straight and then when him. you can seek it, you know, um, you know, you, you, you guys here, even on Saturday, I mean, on Friday, you know, you were um, saying to us um, how thankful you were for us to travel and for us. That's that's what we consider agape love because mm -hmm. no mountain is too high. 
Come on. Come no on. valley is too low. No, yeah. no, no river is too wide. We're going to follow this word. We're going to travel from city to city. We're going to follow yes. it because we need it. Yes. Because it's a yearning we have. So, yes. God yes. put that in us as, yeah. as a Hebrew people. He put that in yes. us. That's the love. Mm. And we right. just have to make sure that we home in mm. and feel it, find it, and yes. hold on to it. Right, yeah. right. That's real. That's like real. We're unable. We're on YouTube all the time. Yeah. <laughs> watching and listening. Come on. Wow. wow that's amazing, man. And just to have y'all here, like Pastor said, it yeah. really encourages us. I can just imagine for Pastor what it does for him, but just for us to see y'all come here yes. and travel this far, you know, for for the word and for the truth, like it encourages us. Yes, it, 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 it helps us to, to continue and to, to understand it's way bigger than us. It's yes. way bigger than Lafayette. It, it is. It's it a, is. A, an entire movement. Yes. Definitely, yeah. definitely, We're so definitely. Happy to be a part. <laughs> man, we're happy, happy to have y'all here, man. And yeah. look, the best is yet to come. Yes. This is just oh, yeah, the beginning. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Because y'all got many tell. I know I know a little bit of your story. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, man. You know, it's... And I know I know y'all, y'all got exciting. some things. It's man, exciting. It's exciting. I know y'all got some things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to know the transition, you know, yeah. to know what um, to know what I left mm. to get here to what God has right. for not just me. But for his people, on, it feels good. so good, man. You that's don't understand good. how good it feels to be in this place. The spirit of God is here. Yeah. The love of it God. is Come here. On. The love of God is here. Yeah. Mm. It's here. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Felt that's like so we've good. been knowing each other. Yeah. <laughs> that's I how know, you do it. I know. That's what <laughs> Yeah, we're family. Man, that's amazing, man. Well, we thank y'all so much for coming up here and sharing yeah. your heart on how y'all felt about the word and the experience coming here. And we're looking forward to fellowship with y'all some more. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Thank, All right. Thank y'all Love so y'all. much. Love Are y'all, y'all leaving today? No. Um, we're leaving tomorrow morning for Dallas. Okay. Yeah, we're going to Dallas, and then we're coming back for Tuesday Bible study here. Woo. And then we're going to Atlanta on Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. Come on. Man. Y'all here, man. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. amazing, man. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, big brother. Thank you, man. Thank y'all for staying. Thank y'all for staying. Thank you. I know that. Praise God. Thank y'all. Woo, that was good. So good. I I like his voice, too. His voice is just... (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) (laughs) Like, woo. I got a little nervous. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's my brother, man. (laughs) Yes, man. All the way from Cali, man. All the way from Cali. This is amazing, man. Um, yeah. The agape love, agape yeah. love, agape yep. love, man. Yes. Oh, I'm just, hey, I'm just feeling this. I'm still feeling, I don't know. It's the overwhelming. Yeah, it is overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Reckless love. It is. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I'm just all over the place today. How y'all feeling that, family? Y'all feeling that? All right. Comment on the chat. Say, man, look. The love of God is good. Yeah. <laughs> now we have two very, very special guests. Two with special us. guests, special service. Yes. And Somehow. the topic of love, something Minister Duck always oh, preach. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, just so crazy. I huh? knew I was going to be one of the last people to leave out this yeah. place. Today. Oh, God. I, I said, I didn't know we were coming on stage and have people pray over. So I'm like, okay, Duck, I know today our last <laughs> day, but we're going to shoot out. Mm. I can't yeah, I know it's it's a lot. Mm. Matter of fact, I'm gonna put y'all in front. Mm. <laughs> and look, I didn't really, I didn't know either. I was like, I'm just going with the flow. Mm. How are y'all so, feeling? Past the duck. Yes. That don't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> and first lady. That really don't 
Oh and, 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 and for the record, come on, I wasn't expecting that neither. No. So you was past the no, mm. no man. Hey, wow. No, I just made you know men pa- men pastors just talk and I just told them how I felt and you know my calling you know because that's all it is you know mm. I I've right. been feeling the pull for a while Come you on. know and I just kind of fought it and fought it and fought it for ran. A long time. Wow, on, this is my house, like, dog. Mm. This is my house. See what God keeps showing me this. I'm not leaving. That's my house. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And wow. Then confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. And Even his kids. Mm. Come on. Even Ryan. I'm like, wait, what? And Ryan don't talk. No, mm. really, you know. I was like, wow. But that's good to know. And I love how you said yeah. you don't stand as a hypocrite. You stand as a, a servant of God that's doing all. what he called you to do, not what you necessarily want to do. That's, that's, that's a blessing to us. I mean, I, I stand on the stage on this on this platform and and as ministers and pastors, you know, we always telling you, hey, if God speaks to you, you know, be be obedient. Yeah. Walk it, walk it, walk That's it. That's good. But man, we come up here, how would that how would that look? Yeah. You know? That's right. I'm telling y'all to walk in and God keep telling me in my ear, do this, do this. Mm. And I'm just I'm ignoring them. Mm. You know? Mm. So good. That's good. Cause I mean, I, I fought it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, just like Moses, you know, he, I give me an excuse, God give me a rebuttal. I give him another excuse, <laughs> God give me a rebuttal. Wow. And, and and all the way up until today. Wow. I still question myself. I can tell. Until today. Tell. Even right wow. now, you're still like, whoa, what's no, going on? No, not right now. I mean, I, I, it's, it's, it's amazing to me, but I don't question myself right now because come on, even um, the, the message today mm-hmm. yeah. was confirmation. Wow. Wow. Everything that I base my ministry off of, passages, put laid it out. You today. just set it out. It's mm-hmm. love. Yeah. Wow. love all that other stuff does not matter if mm. you cannot love yeah, yeah that's so what I don't says. care I don't care mm. how many you know the scriptures that you know and uh all these other things the gifts and all that man yeah. if you can't love you know that's an old saying you Come know on. people don't care how much you know they want to know how much, how much you, you care, care. That's yes. right. you know and if you can't show them that you love them right then how can you get close mm. to them to even attempt to share the gospel with them Come on. Mm. you know and, so, that, and that's a pastoral heart because mm-hmm. a pastoral heart is to, is a caring of a flock, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Spending time of, you know, with the with with those, you know, in your in your surroundings and who's connected to you. And I, I see that. I see yeah. that. I can see that definitely. All it's the not tears about how many I shed in this place, mm. <laughs> you know. Oh, uh, but look, hey, I still feel to see. I still see you every once in a while popping up. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Hey, man, I'm, it's my house, man. It's my home. I ain't going nowhere. Hey, but look, not, wherever the really Lord good. lead me, you know, that's what I'm gonna do. That's it, man. man. You know, I'm ready to. I'm ready to water walk. That's all I'm gonna that's say. It, Whatever man. God yeah. has. Water walk. Water walk. <laughs> I'm ready to water walk. Ah, <laughs> come on. I never thought about that. <laughs> water walk. Yeah, I'm ready to water walk. Come out that boat, Peter. I'm water walk. Take a step. Hey, that's a song, bro. Yeah. Water, water walk. walk. No, no, no. Don't do it. Water, water, water. Yeah. Come on, man. Water, 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 walk with it. Now walk with it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, I am from Louisiana. Come on, man. I got things to work I got you. Hey, man, this is amazing, man. Congratulations, man. This is amazing, man. I, Woo. Whatever you need, man, we here. I'm here. Whatever. And I leave off by saying this. I love y'all. We love Man, you. We love Not with just lip service. Yes. Yes, yes. I love y'all. We love y'all. You know, too, I love everybody y'all. in this in this place. And no matter where I'm at, 
You know, if there's something that I can do, you know, I, I promise you, I try my best to help. Come on. Yeah. Real yes. talk. So. And we've always seen that. We've always seen that Come love. Come on, man. Come yeah. on. That's the same. That's, that was always, mm. every sermon you preached was tied in with that. Yeah. Online, oh, say they love me. Oh, talk to the online family. <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't want to leave y'all out there. Which camera I need to look at? You know, this one. Okay, uh, here we go. Right here, real talk. I really, truly mean this as well, because I love y'all too. Because let me tell y'all something. Whenever we go certain places, the love that you guys show for me, and not just me, you know, is like if someone loves my children and my family I have to love them back yeah. and the way y'all treat my pastor and I did say my pastor because he is he's still my pastor the way y'all treat my pastor and my family at this church mm. I have to love you guys back wow. you know I, I, I love you from the bottom of my heart and when I go places when they come when you guys come to me and show me nothing but love that makes me feel special yeah. i kid you not you know and i could go on and on but i don't want to talk too much come on man but i really do love love them guys man and yeah. I they, guess, they yeah. come they approach him like they've been knowing him for years for real like <laughs> it, it, like, 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 like we went to school together like we shot marbles together you know <laughs> i never forget i didn't realize the impact that we had uh from this church on people till we went to atlanta because oh, when yeah. we went to atlanta and i got off the plane and people was like minister duck and i'm looking like <laughs> I'm like, who knows me out here? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was a female. Because she was like, who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Come on, come on, come on, Sean. I got things to work on. I see. Discernment. I'm here, but not all the way delivered. Oh yeah, I love my people. But but y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for me. Y'all too. Yes. Y'all keep me in prayer because we all we all got work to do, man. We got we got things to do. Oh, it's time to get to work. It's time to get to work. Yeah. Give me that song. How that song go? I'm going to have to finish that one. Yeah. <laughs> I've been asking you to finish that yeah, song. Yeah, you're right. Man. Oh, Lord. Now nah, it's on camera. I got but love y'all, man. <laughs> yes, the harvest uh, is plentiful. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. The harvest wrap it up. All right, we... Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, he said, oh. why you say my name? So, so him out. yes, I am going to call him out for the last, last time. time. Say it, say it. For the last time. You might as well time. just say it. Phil said it's time to go. Oh, he turned, he turned, he turned the mic off. That dude is wrong for that. Say he, it again. Phil said it's time to go. See, he don't love y'all like I love y'all. Oh, no. Oh. Where he at? I can't see him. Oh, no. Love you, Minister Phil. Real talk. <laughs> That's my dude. All right, y'all. We out here, I guess, y'all. Man, well. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all, man. Very sweet, but it's good. Yeah, I was yeah. saying that too, man. But hey, the best is yet to come, like I told y'all. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Today, I mean, he told me to take the first step, not the last step. Mm, come on. One step so, at a time. One step. I got, I got some walk, walking to do. Yeah. So let's walk, honey bun. Yeah. Water walk. Oh. And look, it's on you too. Water walk. Oh, yes, Lord. Water walk. Oh, water walk. Yeah. Keep me in prayer. Come on. Of course. Well, Minister Duck, love y'all, man. And look, we gonna finish. Oh, yeah. You know how we do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, young lady. It is right. Thank you. 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 Th
Nice to have Minister Duck and First Lady Chantel one more time. Oh, we got another First Lady Chantel? <laughs> First Lady Jenkins. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Man, what amazing, what amazing message. Yeah. Man, from love, spiritual gifts, the yeah. ardor. Man, this is amazing, man. And then just to feel the love, to yes. feel the love in to here this morning. And to feel what, you know, what Pastor right. was preaching and to, to actually experience it on today is... It's amazing. It is amazing. It's amazing. I, I felt like this was this was really needed. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm just so caught up into it. I'm usually, like, cutting up right now. But, like, man, I also want to even talk about just... Because a lot of times, even from the online family... Um, even me coming into this ministry around the time, about 15 years ago, 14 years ago, pastor have always showed that love. Yeah. From the day when I first walked into Bible study at West Pine, mm -hmm. pastor was always, he was a great, he's a great example a great of what example. it means to love. I didn't see him do so much things for not, not only for me, for so many others. Yeah. He's a true example of love. And yeah. He goes all the way out. He gives. And things that he never talks about. Yes. Things that you never hear about. Yes. But yes. he does so much. He, he models it out. Yeah. He's a giver. He gives things away. Just look, I'm talking about even though people hate him, he don't. He still love them. Like, so he's a really great example. And like, I just wanted to let y'all know that because a lot of times y'all don't see that. Y'all hear him preach. Mm -hmm. But he's really doing what he, he's really operating Absolutely. in this. His Absolutely. family, his kids. He's really operating in this. So he's yeah. not just a preacher that's just coming up here and just teaching about love. He's mm -hmm. really acting out on this. Yeah. And so we just want to give God glory for Pastor Truly yeah. setting an example, setting the pace, and really, like, showing us how to do this. Yeah. Uh, in marriage and, and, and just even as a leader. So yeah, we just wanted to let y'all know that, Pastor, we love you, man, and uh, we're here for you. And continue to preach that word, man. Yeah. Yes, yes. So Definitely. what amazing word. What yeah. amazing word. It was good. And you can see the fruits of Pastor's word. And you look at his ministers that he's discipled. You see the fruits of, of, his, right. of his labor in, in the people that, that surround him and the people that are coming forth from this church. And That's so right. it's not even just about him. It's what he's, he's multiplying the love. Yes, yes. He's, he's making disciples that are, are, are walking in the same footsteps of Christ. So right, right. it's real. Nobody it's, can deny that. Yes, it's bigger. He's, that's, that's his job. And, yeah. I, and like I say, I'm going to go ahead and say it. His, his calling is to be an apostle. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just say I'm going to just say that all out there. He's called to be an apostle. He ain't going to say it. That's not. He ain't going to come up here and say he's an apostle. And that's what his job is, to set the standards, yeah. to go out there, set the, the mold, you know what I'm saying, lay it out, lay the foundation out, and raise up people to do the same. Raise up pastors, raise up teachers, raise up. And continue to do that. Yeah. And, and Pastor, keep doing your thing. We're yes. praying for you. And love, the best is yet to come. I'm believing great things going to happen. Greater. And I'm just looking forward to what he's going to talk about next week. I know. Because <laughs> he just good. really started off. This was good. Yeah. And, and much so, needed. Much needed. Mm -hmm. So, uh, well, guys, thank this was it. Thank y'all for staying with yes, us. Yes. Thank y'all for holding on. Yeah. Praying that this time, this, this uh, show, bless y'all. This the moment of reflection, bless y'all. Um, and we go just pray and let y'all enjoy y'all day. Y'all ready? Most high God, we just thank you, Lord God. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the word. 
Thank you for being here, Lord God, from the beginning of service. And we even still feel you now, Lord yeah. God. Thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you for knowing exactly what we needed to hear today. To be reminded of your love, to be reminded of how we ought to operate and seek the gifts that you want us to operate in, Lord God. Show us, Lord God, what you call us to do. We just pray, Lord God, as we leave and as we go about our day, that your presence would continue to be with us, guide us, direct us. Everywhere we go, be blessed. Everything we touch, be yeah. blessed. Keep us, Lord God. Let us not be sidetracked or let the enemy take away what we heard on today. Let us not only be hearers of the word, but let us be doers of your yeah. word. So, Father God, bless the rest of this day, the rest of our week. As we get ready to go to work the next day, we pray that you, that we will be a light, that we will be encouraged, that we will encourage someone, Lord God. Tell them something great about themselves. Tell them something we notice they're actually doing good. So, Father God, bless us, keep us, bless the rest of this day, bless our lives, keep us. And we say these things in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love y'all and thank y'all for tuning in and staying with us. Yeah, y'all have a blessed week. Shalom. <laughs>